Gone are the days of knights and chivalry, and yet that hasn't changed God's vision of you as a man of valor. Today, pornography is a simple mouse click away, and sexual addiction is at an epidemic level. Dr. Mark Laser is an internationally known author and speaker, the leading Christian authority on sexual addiction, and the host of Faithful and True's online radio production, The Men of Valor Program. Here now is Dr. Mark Laser. Welcome to The Men of Valor Program. Today, Randy, we are going to continue our journey through uh, the Psalms and the Proverbs, and uh, I came across one, uh, I think I was listening to the radio, actually, uh, KTIS here in the Twin Cities, and... Uh, uh, somebody was talking about this one, so I thought it was a, a really good one to, uh, for those of us in recovery to uh, take seriously. Well, it's a wonderful choice, Mark, and uh, we're happy to talk about that today. First, I want to welcome uh, our special guest, guest uh, James Earl Jones, uh, to, the, to, uh, to, the to, to the program today. Yes, you came in with a uh, especially baritonish voice this morning. Right. Well, you know, it's that season, uh, Christmas and uh, coals, uh, yeah. I think. So. <laughs> well, it's 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 uh, just knowing that you're feeling really basically okay. Uh, yeah. The uh, the tonality of your voice is uh, very uh, very deep and soothing. Well, okay. So should I say this is C and yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. right. Okay. Uh, enough of uh, enough our, of James Earl Jones. That's yeah. exactly right. He does well, have a great voice. He does, he has a fantastic voice. Yeah. Okay. So uh, onward to this uh, to this uh, passage. Right. Well, uh, the. Passages from Proverbs uh, chapter 3, verse 5. We're going to start with verse 5 and read down through uh, 7 and maybe 8. All right? So, okay. the, you know, I, like so many of the uh, passages we've done, uh, how, many, how many of our listeners would say that these words sound very familiar, like they know them, they've heard them, but if uh, someone asks you, uh, you know, where is this, uh, they might generally know it's Proverbs or Psalms or something, but... Uh, they wouldn't necessarily know chapter and right. verse. Right, they can't pinpoint it. Yeah, well, that that's certainly me. I mean, since I was a kid growing up with a father who's a pastor, I, you know, he was always quoting various scriptures, but he was never doing it in the context of what the chapter and verse was. So uh, anyway, this is Proverbs chapter 3, uh, starting with verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. And this is my favorite verse, although it's not the, not the core of this, but I, for some reason, particularly today with the cold, I love this. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. You and I, have we had any bone problems? Uh, we've had more than our share of bone problems, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, well, we continue at our age to uh, kind of battle backs and hips and knees and you know, all of those kind of things. So, uh, yeah, anything that I could do that would bring nourishment to my bones, I think that would be good. It would be an awesome thing. And uh, this uh, it, it's coincidental that we come across passages like this because mm -hmm. they're so personally relatable for us. Well, one of the things that uh, I would point out is that, and this is something I was very much interested in uh, going back to, uh, to graduate school, uh, I really, you know, my major in my PhD program was uh, uh, what we would call uh, psychosomatic medicine, and that's more or less the relationship between the mind, the spirit, and the body. And it's clear in a lot of ways that if you're not healthy in your mind or your spirit, it can have physical consequences, uh, and the body at, at some point may be 
a symptom. I mean, some of the things going on in our body may be a symptom of the fact that, you know, things are not quite right in our soul. So I would ask our listeners to think about that. But uh, the, the, the Old Testament is full of, uh, you know, using uh, metaphors that uh, use bodies to describe uh, spiritual condition. The, the main one is uh, the heart, you know, really is a metaphor for the soul. And, uh, and one of the things I studied in graduate school was the relationship between heart disease and, uh, and people who have uh, a really black and white angry type of uh, theology. Uh, people who are angry uh, tend to have more heart disease. So now I've, now I've just stepped on some toes out there. For well, I, and occasionally toes need to be stepped on. It's, uh, it is a, a very interesting correlation uh, between body, soul, and mind. Uh, it, it's interesting. I saw something yesterday that, that struck me. I never stopped and thought about it because I'm guilty of this. And they said that, do you cry when, when, when you are watching a, uh, uh, a touching movie, uh-huh. you know, um, do you do you weep when you watch a movie? Mm-hmm. And I have always been one that is prone to do that. I mean, when when there is a touching moment, when there is a uh, a moving uh, <clears throat> character or whatever. Heck, I mean, uh, Folgers has brought me to tears during the holidays uh, when they do their either you know their their some of their ads with uh, the son or daughter coming home from the service, you oh. know, and and the coffee is on in the morning and surprising the family and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but what it was saying was, it, instead of thinking that uh, men don't cry or any of that uh, nonsense, uh, it says it said something about that's a sign of a compassionate person, right? Okay. You know, a compassionate person, uh, a person who empathizes uh, with the the characters on the screen and that kind of thing. So I was kind of struck by their analysis of being able to be emotionally moved by by a movie uh, is not a bad thing it's a good thing it's usually the mm-hmm. it's usually the sign of a compassionate and empathetic person well you know that being emotional i i am uh, that you know you know that's that's definitely right i mean i'm by the way i'm hearing that this new star wars movie that's coming out today uh people have been 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 reporting that they they're crying throughout the whole thing so i don't know what's going on but because uh, i don't know what's going on that just seems a little unusual for that movie but anyway the metaphors like the back the neck uh you know the heart uh the gut you know the uh, stomach uh those are all used quite a bit to describe our spiritual and emotional condition so Anyway, uh, let's go back to the central part. Yeah, of this. I, I didn't mean to get us off track there. I'm sorry about that. Well, you're that. talking about coffee. Do you want a cup of coffee or something? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm just fine. That wasn't a subliminal message. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, well, maybe some of our listeners are now pausing this and going off and having some Folgers. Good to the last drop. <laughs> this, this, spe- speaking of throwing in your little uh, ads there, that's good. Well, you know, uh, it's it's amazing how many of the jingles stay with you from your childhood, but. Okay, so basically in verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I think this is a completely appropriate verse for those of us in recovery because uh, I think, you know, part of our addiction has been to lean on our own understanding, Uh, to think, of course, that, you know, we can get through this or heal this or break out of it uh, on our own. Uh, I was thinking about this this morning because I knew we were going to be talking about this, and uh, for some reason I was remembering um, 
when I first did get out of graduate school and I was starting to uh, do counseling full-time at a counseling center in the Chicago area and uh, uh, I you know I don't know I I remember thinking that I was uh, full of all this you know new information new uh, learned knowledge new learned knowledge and all that so uh, and that I should be able pretty much to help anybody uh, that came in to see me I it's like I was the uh, the great healer and uh, basically all you needed to do was uh, come in to see me, tell me your story, and I, I would know what to uh, tell you to do. I, I think it's the same kind of, uh, it's not so much narcissism as it is just kind of a overconfidence that you get uh, when you have, uh, you know, a bunch of new knowledge. You, you've graduated, you've got your doctoral degree, people are starting to call you doctor, and uh, I think it's easy to uh, kind of lean on your own understandings. And uh, I soon and quickly found out that uh, all of this new knowledge that I had uh, was not going to help me all that much in uh, some of the many cases that started uh, coming into my office. So I remember that being uh, kind of a rude awakening that uh, I was not uh, as smart as I thought I was or <laughs> as the, capable as I thought I was. That and that continues to go on, doesn't it? it, it well, know, uh, uh, not as much <laughs> as back then. Well, it, I, that strikes me as something that would be completely natural because all of a sudden people like you just said very quickly people are now calling me doctor you know yeah. and so it strikes you is you know i've worked hard i've now graduated i've now got not only a diploma but a title uh and it would be very empowering you would you would think wow i've really made it you know yeah. and uh <laughs> all all knowing all powerful uh yeah. and uh and you certainly uh, God has a very uh, effective way of humbling all of us when we get into that place. Well, he certainly does. I, I, I remember my secretary, my new secretary, based on some of my humor, I guess, but uh, she had a, a little plaque created for my desk. You know, it was one of those, not a plaque, but it was, I, I forget what you call it. It was a little thing that had my, my name on it, you know, uh, the Reverend Dr. Mark Laser. And, you know, there, there again, you know, that's that double hit. You're ordained now and you have a, your Ph.D. But then underneath it said, Director of Eternal Medicine. <laughs> so There you I, go. I had just come out of being a chaplain at the hospital where, you know, all the doctors had, uh, you know, Department of Internal Medicine, Department of Orthopedics, Department of uh, Gynecology or whatever it was. And uh, some of us chaplains used to run around and wonder what, what value we had. And uh, so she, anyway, the secretary had this drawn up and it was kind of feeding into this, you know, leaning on my own understanding. I'm the director of not internal medicine, but eternal medicine. I rather like that myself. I, I like, how yeah. that, I mean, if you're going to be a director, you might as well be a director of eternal medicine. That's but I know, but if you're not successful at directing <laughs> eternal medicine, then the consequences of that are pretty severe. Your, your, your cases that don't go well, um, that has a whole different result. Well, anyway, so uh, <clears throat> we're talking to the, uh, uh, the addicts out there, you know, uh, a lot to uh, just ask them to pause and think about, have a discussion with your group or with your spouse about, uh, <clears throat> you know, how in the past, how historically uh, you've leaned on your own understandings and, uh, you know, where did it get you? Uh, Alcoholics Anonymous has a lot of great sayings, as, as I've so often said. And one of them is, 
it's my own best thinking that got me to this meeting or got me in this room. Uh, and I think most addicts, you know, when they first come into uh, treatment or come to the workshop or come into counseling, you know, they, they basically have that story. They, they were leaning on their own understanding and it was their own best uh, thinking uh, and, and also their isolation that got them uh, into counseling, into treatment, whatever else it is, or got them into all the sinful behavior uh, that uh, brought them in in the first place. At this point, let's take our break, Mark, and let our listeners think about that uh, about that very question that you just asked them about uh, giving thought to uh, when they were leaning on what they thought was their own understanding. You're listening to Dr. Mark Laser, and this is the Men of Valor program. Do you struggle with the use of pornography? Faithful and True is a Christian-based counseling center specializing in the treatment of sexual addiction and compulsive behavior issues. Our well-trained staff has the highest levels of clinical expertise combined with personal experience to understand and effectively treat your sexual addiction. We have a proven track record for helping men who are seeking a transformation in their lives. Our Men of Valor three-day intensive workshops, led by Dr. Mark Laser and Dr. Greg Miller, are the most effective and affordable treatment program in the country. Our workshop alumni rate our workshops as life-changing. We also offer workshops for spouses and couples. If you're ready to make a change in your life and are seeking a treatment program provided by the top Christian experts in the sexual addiction field, visit us today at FaithfulAndTrue.com to learn more. That's FaithfulAndTrue.com. Time now for the Trigger of the Week. Trigger of the Week. We are recording this uh, roughly on the 15th of December, I think it is, and uh, so we're preparing for the holidays. We're getting ready for that, and... Uh, it just strikes me that uh, as we're building toward all the various plans, all the various travel, at least uh, Debbie and I are going to do quite a bit of traveling here over the holidays, it, the stress is just building inside of me. I can just feel it. And uh, I think, you know, the stress of the holidays uh, would be uh, the trigger of the week, uh, not just for me, but, you know, from being in group all week, I just know that uh, it's the trigger of the week for a lot of our men. As they anticipate, you know, traveling and uh, in some cases being back with uh, family, family you know. and, you know, some of those situations uh, in the early days of their recovery for those that are in it uh, is not always the best. Uh, they don't know who knows what. Maybe they, they have an agenda. Some of them do, I know, to uh, talk with their families about uh, where they're at and what their story is. And uh, uh, there are those family of origin dynamics that we're going to run into uh, I remember the first Christmas uh, that Debbie and I went home uh, after I graduated from treatment. So I graduated from treatment in uh, uh, basically April of uh, 1987. And uh, really the first time that I was going to spend any significant time with, with my family was coming up on Christmas time. And so in terms of this passage, another thing that happened to me is that uh, 
now I'm in, you know, recovery. I've been to treatment. I've got all this new knowledge about recovery. I'm discovering all these things about myself. I'm finally getting sober. And I think it was very tempting uh, to uh, <clears throat> lean on my own understanding. And as the later verse says, be wise in my own eyes. Uh, and I actually remember thinking, uh, because I had a brother who was struggling with stuff, and, and I just thought I was going to go home and just exemplify to the entire family uh, what a wonderful recovering uh, person looks like. And uh, uh, I was certainly hoping to have significant conversations, particularly with my brother, in which I was going to be wise and wonderful and, you know, the recovered guru and all this kind of stuff. So uh, I no sooner walked in the front door of my parents' house that I just, uh, it's like I dissociated almost. It was like the energy there was so familiar, and uh, I just kind of, I didn't lose it because I have dissociative skills, so I just kind of uh, uh, went to the uh, uh, land of numb, as I call it. and uh, But the next thing that happened in terms of this passage, too, is I just got a massive uh, migraine-type headache, and uh, that forced me to uh, lie down and take medication, and it kind of left Debbie uh, holding the bag with uh, trying to deal with my family. But So, in other words, I was not nearly as wise. I was not nearly as uh, competent. And as a result of that, there were no significant conversations that happened that Christmas. And uh, so I, I would say for all of our listeners, uh, I think as we go to various gatherings over the holidays, we just need to be aware of uh, what the triggers are. And, uh, you know, uh, we need to have a plan uh, to stay sober. Uh, we need to make lots of calls to our support group, uh, even if we uh, need to step away from a family gathering to do so. For those of you that are doing this kind of thing as a couple, I think you need to have uh, a strategy to check in with each other when you need to, to uh, just maybe even walk around the block and kind of just share what's going on inside. And uh, that will obviously build intimacy, but you also uh, are going to need maybe some strategies to know how to deal with things because you can be sure of the fact uh, that if your family of origin, uh, you know, triggered you in uh, your early days, uh, you're, you're going to be triggered uh, over the holidays. And with that, we will return to uh, today's program in which we are discussing Proverb 3. Proverb 3. So <clears throat> I, I think uh, the second part of this is uh, a reminder, okay, so we're not to lean on our own understanding. We're not to be wise in our, our own eyes. But what is the passage also telling us? It basically says, fear the Lord and shun evil. It's basically uh, learning, again, that we depend on God for our sense of the next right thing to do. So I think that the greatest part of recovery is giving up control, is uh, surrendering to God. And one of the exercises that uh, we do at the uh, men's workshop, and they also do it at the wives' workshop, is uh, <clears throat> called the three chairs. And the three chairs is kind of... A uh, hard thing to explain in a short amount of time, but it's basically uh, reflecting the fact that at any one given time, in any given situation, uh, we may react to uh, certain stimuli or uh, whatever out there in one of three chairs. The first chair is kind of that chair that we come out of our families with. It's a, a wounded child chair. It's a place where <clears throat> we're born and we're fearfully and wonderfully made and God has a plan for our life to 
prosper us and not to harm us. But of course, we get uh, born into a fallen world and things happen and, and we do get harmed. And uh, now we want wind up with a, a wounded child. The second chair, uh, I've always called the uh, coping chair. Uh, Dr. Greg Miller here uh, calls it the survivor chair. And it's basically everything the wounded child learns how to do to medicate pain and um, survive situations. That's why I think it is called survivor uh, man or uh, coping man or woman. And then finally, the third chair is called the the God chair, the God chair or the wisdom chair, and it's the uh, the chair in which we uh, we receive, I think, uh, instruction, information uh, from God about um, His will for our life. And basically, sometimes when we use this uh, vehicle with our um, clients, uh, and they're trying to make a decision about something, we have them uh, consider what decision they're looking at, and then we have them sit in the various chairs. So if they're sitting in that wounded chair, uh, that's probably a victim place, and some of their decisions are probably going to be based on uh, you know, being in a lot of pain. If they're sitting in the survivor chair or the coping chair, uh, it's all the things that they've learned to do to lean on their own understanding uh, about how to medicate themselves and how to uh, get uh, free of the pain. But then if we have them sit in the God chair, it's amazing how uh, every time they, they seem to know uh, what the next right thing is to do because it's the God chair and we're depending on getting information from God. So over this uh, holiday season, I think I would just encourage you know our listeners uh, whatever they're going into, uh, to not lean on their own understanding, not be wise in their own eyes, uh, trust in God with all your heart. And I think practically, uh, one of the things that means is that uh, we're going to uh, check in regularly with our accountability groups. We're going to be making phone calls wherever we travel. Uh, and, and, and hopefully in our accountability groups, we have truth tellers who uh, it's, at uh, times are going to remind us or ask us, you know, what chair are you sitting in? You have been listening to Dr. Mark Laser. My name is Randy Everett. I'm your co-host. And we hope that today's message, uh, as we enter the holiday season here, will be one that was uh, especially beneficial to you. Uh, we hope that the time that you spend with friend and friends and family will be a blessing to you this season. And uh, we hope that this program has been a blessing to you today. May this coming week be a week that's filled with many blessings and with great vision. You've been listening to the Men of Valor program with Dr. Mark Laser. For information about this program or to learn more about Faithful and True, visit us at faithfulandtrue.com. That's faithfulandtrue.com.